praying to silence. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where we delve into underrated, underappreciated, and under-the-radar movies. We are your three hosts. I am Derek McDuff, and I am joined by Ariel Ortiz. Hey. And Alan Torres. Hey, what's up, everybody? And together we are the Undercast Company. Uh, We are today going to be talking about the 2016 film... Silence, uh, directed and written by Martin Scorsese, who uh, worked on the screenplay with Jay Cox. It's based on the 1966 novel by, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, Shizoko Endo, starring Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson, Tonobu Asano, uh, and Syrian Hines, following kind of a plot about two monks who travel to Japan in the 16th century during a era where Christians are... Oh, yeah, Jesuit priests. Yeah, thank you. Who traveled to um, Japan in the 16th century? Um, this was my pick. It's a film that, despite getting a lot of critical acclaim, it got an Academy Award nomination for Best Cinematography, um, deservingly so. Um, it really did pour at the box office. It was a big failure for Scorsese, and part of the reason why he had to go to Netflix for his next film. Um, with a about fifty million dollar budget, it only made about seven million domestically, and about another, seven, I think, it was seventeen internationally. So, a uh, really big failure. Uh, wasn't even able to match half of its budget. This is a film that is uh, a big deal for me. Um, but before I get into that, I want to hear uh, what either of you guys have to say. Well, if it's okay, I'm gonna kind of want to jump into it real fast because I mm-hmm. literally finished it couple minutes ago so it's hella fresh um i also thought it was okay i I know it's like you know it got it was like critically it did it did really well critically and you know got a lot of rave reviews and i I remember hearing it about hearing about it when it came out in 2016 and i was kind of interested because i like andrew garfield and adam driver a lot i think they're one of the best actors of our generation. I, I think we're going to be talking about them for the rest of our lives, just like our parents talk about, you know, Clint Eastwood and, and everyone from their time, Arnold Schwarzenegger, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, a weird comparison. I was like, those are two yeah. very random <laughs> yeah, holes very, right yeah, there. Sorry. You know, everyone fr- loves Clint Eastwood and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> sorry, that was, that was very, that was a friendly kid of mine. Uh, but yeah, anyways, so, I do the, my first thing that I will say I felt it was a little too long. Like I love long movies, but there were so many instances where I was like you're just doing the same thing again and again. Like every hour, you know, every 20 minutes I got to remind Andrew Garfield's character like if you don't give up Christianity, we're going to keep fucking these people over kind of thing and I'm like, "Okay, all right. First couple times I get it. Totally makes sense." And then they kind of just keep going a little at it, a little at it, a little more at it. And I was like, oh, dear, dear Lord. Like, I kind of wanted the pace to pick up a little bit. Because what I loved, that first hour went fucking quick. Like, that first hour was great. Well pacing. I think it's when it got into the second hour. That's when it got a little, like, repetitive. And then it kind of did a little bit of Return of the King epilogue. Where it kind of took its time to get to the ending. You know, I felt like the big 
event was you know him finally um apostasizing apostasizing yeah i'm not gonna lie that's the first time i've ever heard that word (laughs) watch this movie but yeah that was kind of my only thing is like i felt the first hour was great pacing kind of slowed down a little and it was slightly repetitive but those were really the only things i was not a fan of the cinematography just like you said absolutely stunning gorgeous powerful like i was like holy shit that this is something you have to see on the big screen for sure like i felt like i watching it on my tv didn't even do it justice because even the most emotionally brutal scenes like when when they put um some of the 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 christian the japanese christians on the cross on the water it was so so sad and so heartbreaking but so beautiful at the same time just like I felt like I can feel the water. I can feel that cold breeze. And like, you can just feel that like, oh, fuck, man. Like they're going through it. And just so many scenes, so many great shots of just Japan. And just, oh, my God. Like that, the cinematography, definitely. You said it won an, uh, an Oscar for it? Uh, it was nominated for That was oh, the nominated. only Oscar it was nominated for was for Best Cinematography. Um, and uh, that's uh, Rodrigo uh, uh, Pietro, um, who's worked on a lot of Scorsese's recent films. Rodrigo Prieto, yeah. Sweet. Well, you know what? I, I think he, he killed it. He did an absolute great job with cinematography. I would love to see what he can do in, like, a big blockbuster movie because, you know, especially now with, like, bigger budgets, better productions, I, I would love to see his work on, on, like, a big budget kind of blockbuster movie. I think he would absolutely kill it. Um, I did enjoy the story. I thought it was interesting. I was kind of a little worry that it was good because you because he kind of gave us a disclaimer where you were saying that it was going to be a very heavy film i i didn't think it was i didn't think it was as as bad as i thought it was going to be i was like okay cool uh i will say that i think maybe it wasn't as heavy for me because i'm I'm just kind of more open to a lot of things i I do consider myself spiritual but at the same time kind of kind of polytheist in a way where i'm kind of i like to hear everything about all these different religions and i like to hear different people's kind of experiences. I will say I did text you guys that it's kind of heavy because it was the scene when they're drowning them all with the straw wrapped around them and an Adam Driver dies. That's when I was kind of like hitting me the oh, most. Oh, okay. <laughs> For me, I I don't know. I, I think because I was kind of... It felt that they felt very Passion of the Christy, where they just mm-hmm. keep fucking whipping Jesus and, and Passion of the Christ. I felt like there was a point where it was just kind of like, it was heavy, but it was still like, come on, this is your fault. You're fucking this. You're fucking everybody over. This is your, like, I felt like that was like the third, fourth time they already said it. And I was like, all right, I get it. But it was pretty heavy. I, for me personally, I felt like the, 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 the Christians on the cross in the water was way heavier. That hit me harder. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit, especially cause you can just see how weak they were. And they're just like, one of them's just like dipping his head in the water at one point, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that—that that was that was pretty intense for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I dug the story. Acting was phenomenal. Um, yeah, like I, I I dug it. I can see why it's underrated. It is very very underrated in the sense that I feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't go out of their way to see it. I feel I feel like. Um, I feel like the time limit is really big and it's very 
you know, nowadays we're used to seeing, we want bigger time limits for um, blockbuster movies, Spider-Man, Avengers, etc. But, you know, the Batman, especially Batman clocks in at like almost about three hours, like right mm-hmm. off the bat. But I feel like a lot of people need like that kind of constant stimulation or they need something to keep going. And I feel like with this movie, it's a little, I feel like it's a, you, you kind of really have to embrace everything and, and take everything in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I want to, so what, what do you, I, I know you guys are, you guys have a lot more to say about it. So I'm excited to hear what you guys thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. curious what Ariel has to say, because I feel like Ariel, you will have a strong opinion, and I'm not sure if it's going to be positive or negative, but I'm really <laughs> That's curious. That's right. Derek, Derek, why don't you go first? Well, I'm, no, let me, because I, I was my pick. I want to go last. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Um, I I mean, definitely the, the story, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think f- for me, I, I, I didn't feel too much heaviness, because I think it's just a constant heaviness that I feel, usually. I mean, the, the one... Being the full, you know, the practicing Catholic here. Um, I just, I don't know, like, I guess, like, just with present day and everything that I have, like, a disillusionment of, of suffering um, caused by, uh, you know, faith and stuff like that. So this was very much like a, a telling of that. And it was, you know, it is a hard story. I mean, it, but it's very much something that's, uh, lay down in truth and and in reality, and continues to be laid out in reality. Unfortunately, um, with persecution of of you know people just trying to practice a faith and not really condemning anybody else's faith faith in that matter, just kind of trying to like just live their lives of of their own faith and and just whoever wants to hear the word, you know, and and um and you know accept christ in their lives like you know they're welcome to do so and and just you know to educate and um i think that that's something that like that both uh i i think even though of course like the the um japanese imperialists like were very much like not listening to to reason and anything like that and not allowing like um freedom to their people and to the priests themselves to pass their word. Um, there is also feelings of of uh, Andrew Garfield's character as well, which is like I mean, in my opinion, like showing the the double edged sword of like every you know every religion in in the world not isn't like um, has their faults and stuff like that. But as long as like at least for the Catholic faith, you know, like and it's something that that came within Vatican II and try to make a little bit more clear of the main teaching and thing that, that we as Catholics need to carry is the idea of um, the, the main true commandment and, and message of, of Jesus Christ of, of like uh, loving thy neighbor. And that's something that, that um, is, was both kind of like not understood fully to, to both um Andrew Garfield's character and and uh and the Japanese imperialist and and the inquisitor and yeah it was a very it was a it wasn't like like I said I think it's just very much I'm I'm disillusioned to the suffering that that you know people of faith kind of have dealt with and continue to deal with unfortunately um 
with things in like you know the holy land and, and stuff like that right now um and yeah but definitely the the most powerful scene was the the three um people on the cross you know and just very much showing like of of a true faith and that like you know definitely they were martyrs and would be you know just showing true faith and i think that's what this whole story of andrew garfield's kind of like was trying to teach him of of show of the showing of true faith and the varying like levels of uh, and the questioning of what faith is and that faith truly does like he says in the end faith truly does exist in the silence and that we as as um catholics or any kind of faith you know we we don't we shouldn't have an expectation to be responded by to 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 god or, or any kind of deity um but we should trust and and understand that as long as we're putting good out there in a way or being good or doing good being charitable or anything like that that we will be blessed in some way and um it was it's yeah it's a very hard thing and it, it was very sad to see at the end how they essentially like stripped um their their faith away from them and, and like even though saying like oh like you're gonna be an example and like essentially like yeah they be they turned them into traitors and i think that's where the importance of um i don't know was it um kenichiko i think that's his name the one uh, that always kept coming back oh for... i think it was kuchijiro kuchijiro yeah something like that kuchijiro um, mm -hmm. he he definitely actually if i don't know if you guys caught that but um, I think it was intentional to like, kind of use him as a Peter figure. Like he, in the story, denied Christ essentially three times. Mm -hmm. um, he did it when um, his family was um, persecuted. He denied Christ. Then he did it in the town and he denied Christ. And then finally in the prison, he denied Christ. Uh, but then it wasn't until the fourth time when... He kind of like it was that the whole sh was sh for show, but when they found the crucifix, um, on him, like he didn't deny it. He didn't try to fight it anymore. Like he was truly, um, showing his faith and accepting his faith finally. And I think that that using him as kind of like an element to bring back the faith of, of um, of Andrew Garfield's character at the end, and I very much feel like. He, you know, kept teaching in, in, um, you know, when he, when in his later years, like with the showing of his wife, who I, I don't know, it's, I, I hope that he didn't, you know, didn't give up his, uh, his, uh, vows, but, um, showing of his wife, putting the crucifix in his, in his hands. And no, it, she didn't. It, did she? No, I, I, no, she, she no, put she, the I, I thought that's what she did. I thought like, mm -hmm. like oh, that know, was because right. they were saying, oh, like we're, we're only they, they were she was that, able to yeah. to visit yeah. him, mm -hmm. and she, I thought, yeah, put the crucifixion in his hands as he was buried. So I remember catching um, it the first time, but I think I forgot this time. <laughs> no, and, yeah, because like I remember she kind of did it like very like 
Like she was really padding it kind of thing. And like, I feel when she broke that glass, that was like the way she kind of looked out felt very like she was trying to tell the audience, like, mm-hmm. check it out kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And the breaking of the glass, I, I don't know if that's like a, a Japanese, I think it's a Japanese tradition. But it's also kind of carries to to Judaism too, which is you know yeah. of course the grandfather of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a very it, I do appreciate like it was a well told story of of just like I think because you know being Catholic I'm like I know these stories you know I know I know these are these are you know the stories of my faith and so um. Very much, yeah. It was moving in that way of 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 like, you know, it, it definitely like for me because I am I am Catholic and stuff like that. It wasn't like an awakening or anything like that, but it was like you know, like it was a reinstituting of what my faith means and what it um what it entails and 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 you know, like you you do have the question of like, will I do this for for God as well? And I think. It, it was very touching when he did finally hear, you know, God's voice in his mind. And, and that is a very, was a very moving part of God just saying, I forgive you. You don't, you, you could deny me because in your heart, I know that you're not really denying me. And, um, it's something that's very, very like core in the Catholic faith of like, like, I will always forgive you. If you seek my forgiveness, I will always forgive you. Um, and if you like um, keenly, like don't use me as a scapegoat because that's kind of like what um, that Kachio was was doing at, for mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, he was kind of using the absolution of God as kind of like a scapegoat for his actions a bit. But then at the same time, I think it caused him to grow as well, and he finally it finally did click, and that's something that that's definitely. I am very well aware of, um, of in my own current life of, of people, you know, do using that as a, as a reason to justify. And then also trying and hoping that those people finally, it does finally does click. And I did feel very much akin to, and to, um, Andrew Garfield's in that way, because like personally I've had to, forgive people even though that they've done so much harm to me and just keep on forgiving and keeping on forgiving them and then you do ask like what is the point when is the point that they don't deserve it anymore and you just do it and hope that eventually they will be worthy or not or like deserving of that forgiveness and it will actually do actually change them and i think that i that i found that that was a very powerful message yeah. So, yeah i mean that's i'm that was really i really wanted to hear like all of your thoughts on it especially ariel before i really delved into mm-hmm. it with you you know being a uh you know as you say like a devoted catholic um and you know mark scorsese is obviously was raised catholic is very devoted catholic a lot of his films had deeply religious themes other than his movies being crime stories, that's the second most thing that he's known for. Obviously, you have this, you have Passion of the Christ, and you have um, Kundun being the other really big religious one, that one um, being more about um, the Dalai Lama. But it's a theme that even in his crime films runs very deep. He's this kind of like, 
Irish Catholic, and he is someone who has, and I think as much as I like his crime movies like The Departed and, you know, all of those, I think his movies about religion and spirituality and struggling with that are so much more interesting and personal. And I, I like this one especially, because I think that, and I'm probably going to get a little more personal than I usually do get on the podcast because I don't really talk about religion at all in my life um, very rarely, certainly not on the podcast, but I am someone who, you know, as I kind of alluded to a little bit in maybe like the Prometheus episode, has really had trials of faith my entire life going back to when I was a kid where I have kind of not really been sure of what I believe and what I don't want to believe in if whether I consider myself a Christian or whether I consider myself an agnostic and how I should describe myself to people when they ask me and if I need to label myself and the question of hearing that silence and stuff like that. And when I, you know, I don't really pray anymore and it was something I did a lot when I was a kid. And, you know, it's it's why I like Dogma is one of my favorite Kevin Smith film. I, I love. Yeah, I love Dogma. All, yep. Mm-hmm. All of these films that kind of, t- and that's obviously a very, very different movie, but about the same it's a <laughs> subject matter. Different. Hey, yeah. let me tell you real fast. So silence, <laughs> powerful, moving. Dogma, fucking shit monster. Right there. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt you. My bad. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, like this movie, it really, ironically, uh, spoke to me um, through all of that. And... You know, a lot of the stuff you guys were both saying, I, I, I totally agree with. Alan, I think that the, for me, the length of the movie works because he does kind of, and it's kind of repetitive, um, you know, it worked because he is kind of struggling through this and he has to kind of go over these trials and trials and trials again. And, you know, Ariel, all the stuff you brought up about martyrdom, I think this film really questions kind of the notion of martyrdom because he and a lot of the people in this kind of are see that as the aspiration is to kind of be a martyr in the end. And that's what, you know, that's the Japanese, like the Catholic way is it's like, you want to serve God. Um, martyrs and, are considered our, like we, we have prayers. That oh yeah, I know. Like I know. I, I, I like was, that. I would, yeah, I, you know, um, being raised with in the church and stuff like that. I, I'm, I know all that. And this film kind of, you know, is saying, you know, it has that speech with Liam Neeson at the end where he's saying, like, are you, you know, how, like, don't compare yourself to Christ and stuff like that. And it's, if you, the real sacrifice is not, like, being the martyr and doing what you think you need to do to, like, achieve this goal that will, you know, that you're taught is the ultimate thing to do. The real sacrifice is forsaking this to save people and to help these other Christians like out and to save their lives because you know that's real sacrifice you know if you're a martyr you will go down as, in history as like this is a great person but he gives all of that up he gives all of this personal glory up to actually do the right thing and to like save these people while he never loses personal faith like I think Liam Neeson it's kind of implied that he he does a little bit maybe not truly but you know, in some form, whereas Andrew Garfield kind of seemingly keeps the faith and kind of has this facade because he knows that in the end, that's going to be what helps other people the most. It's a really deep personal sacrifice that is not the sacrifice 
that he is taught to make, it's it's a completely selfless one. And I I think that is really an interesting and that's that's part of the reason I think that a lot of this movie didn't really do well because religious movies, unless they are kind of geared more towards a more conservative and something like a passion of the Christ or something like that, um, don't tend to do very well. And Martin Scorsese's religious movies have come under a lot of attack, especially like passion of the Christ has come under a lot of, a lot of heat from like religious Mel organizations. Yeah, that was more Oh, sorry, not passion. Um, last temptation of the Christ. Um, oh, which is not, I don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never but, seen um, <laughs> but yeah, real fast. I, I, real, sorry, yeah. but real fast. So what, yeah. what is like the, the big difference between silence and like the last temptation of Christ? Like is it. The last temptation of Christ takes a lot of liberties um, more so than, than silence does. Um, oh. I'll just see that. It, and yeah, and then, it, it or, takes and the notion of of Jesus Christ being man to the fullest extent. I I will say, like, um, they imply that he has a affair with Mary Magdalene and all that. Famously, um, it does have have William Defoe, which is like a cool thing, but still, um, very much like it, it does. It very much misses the point of. Of I mean, we could. God. I mean, we don't need to like. But, but that. yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I just uh, wanted like, to know both that's yeah. like the basic. As, yeah. as, and then yeah. as far as like um, last uh, Passion of the Christ, you know, Mel Gibson's version, that is just kind of like a movie for people who just kind of want to see, just you know, like ah, Jesus suffered for us, and that's that's all it was, and you know, it's it's very popular with a certain sect of religious people. I will say, you know, that mm -hmm. it's. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing. Um, I Mel think, Gibson. Yeah, I I won't get into that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, like like Mel. Well, I'll just say Mel Gibson is a very Mel Gibson is, but it is controversial a very figure. He's a very conservative person, and a lot of yeah. conservative people do tend to like that movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just one other thing too. I wanted to touch on is the interesting, like the fact that. Garfield and by the way, I want to say also Garfield is incredible in this movie. Like you guys both said, the acting is great. I think this might be Garfield's best performance, and that's not to lock his other performances because he's always great, even when he's not in a great movie. But this is so good for me that he should have gotten nominated for this. Like he's so incredible. But the stuff that he says about you know he's looking at these um, Christians and he's saying, oh, they kind of are venerating the wrong things. They're he's like, I'm worried that they're seeing these items these and they're putting too much faith in the items and not in the actual divine when he himself is doing that when he is like when he sees quote unquote the face of god he's not seeing like a god like he's not seeing jesus he's seeing a painting of jesus you know or when he, he's putting so much into not stepping on a depiction of god you know and I, and i all that carries but he's he's like saying oh if i step on this depiction and he is still putting that the thing he's criticizing these other people for he's doing himself and they him and the other priests who come they come to just to teach but not to learn anything that's something that comes up a couple times in the movie mm -hmm. like they say he doesn't even learn the language really none of them do none of the priests who come to um until much later uh, they you know they're here to like teach everybody but they don't they won't want to learn and while the imperial Japanese reaction to that is obviously terrible, they are kind of reacting to, you're just here to 
impose your values and your morals and not take anything away from us. Um, so I, I don't know. It's 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 a very, very what were you say, Ariel? But don't at the end they're doing it's it like I was saying, they're both doing the same exact thing, which is like of course that's was one of the flaws mm-hmm. of like of first first Vatican. Um was yeah, this whole notion of not like integrating, you know, um cultures and stuff like that. And I think that's very much uh Exactly, yeah, that's why, that's what I'm, exactly yeah. what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that's why too, like in other instances, like in other like when they did learn, you know, the church did learn. That's why in other instances in other factories sectors like why it flourished like you know in the philippines it kind of flourished because like the integration of of you know catholic faith and also like philippine well um the, the philippines there was kind of a mess of situation i don't want to get too into it okay but, like, mexico a... oh, like like mexico. mexico as well yeah there we, we go yeah, like yeah. their dia de los muertos does not exist yeah. anywhere else but it is a very yeah. faith-based um, yeah there you go that's that's yeah. yeah that's 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 a perfect example and that's something you know mm-hmm. like you were saying neither side really wants to learn anything from the other they just want to put their vision of like the world and not learn anything from the other instead of having a true like coming together of cultures and understandings you know like you were saying like a like a like the you know the mexican catholic faith which i know is you know like obviously very very strong the dia de los muertos is obviously a really important thing um you know i don't want to speak too much on that sorry I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my pronunciations are never going to be great, so I apologize. But uh, um, also, I wanted to chime in real fast mm-hmm. uh, because since you guys are talking about how like both weren't accepting, I I liked that. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but there was a bit of an irony where um, the translator mm-hmm. he was kind of saying like how great Buddha Buddhism was, and he's just like it's not about like you know a deity you know being greater than you. It's about man becoming greater than themselves and being a good person and everything like and 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 that kind of theme and then just like 20 minutes later they're just like you need to fucking do this you need to let go of this and it's like aren't didn't you just say like you you were trying to push like you know like goodness and and everything like my girlfriend she kind of walked into that scene she she's sri lankan so she Mm -hmm. that they grew up with a, a buddhism and she's very like, you know, like, hey, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He's like talking yeah. out of his ass and being so rude and like being like, you know, the whole point is to like take care of one another and and push each other. And I think that was like a really funny little ironic thing that happened, you know, jumping, you know, kind of jumping onto what you guys were saying, how both cultures and both religions were just like not meshing while like in general. I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm not trying to speak out of school or anything, but like, I, it always seems like the general theme of religion is that it's supposed to be good and it's supposed to teach you how to be a good person. And like I said, I, I kind of grew up cafeteria Catholic, and it was always pick and choose, and I didn't really go to confirmation or anything like that. So I kind of went through my own thing where I was like, well, I'm atheist, I'm agnostic, whatever. So I kind of. I'm a little more just like, just tell me about it kind of thing. And we'll go from there. But I, I do believe that there's like a greater power. I feel like the universe revolves around something ultimately. Yeah. I, I'm on the same I, page to be honest. Yeah. And like what I've kind of realized on like religion is supposed to be like, you know, 
being kind to each other. It seems like they all have the same prerequisites. Be a good person. Mm -hmm. Don't be shitty to somebody else. Don't kill people. Don't steal. Yeah. You know, just be a I, solid person kind of thing. Yeah. I think that the thing that this movie definitely does a good job of, of showcasing is something that's very, 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 very existing still in today's day and age of of trying to justify things with with religion uh, and your choice of religion and stuff like that kind of doing it in the name of whatever yeah which is not the well, it's not what it was based on i mean like it's yeah. definitely like losing that and um it's well, that's why that, that's I just... why i was kind of like disillusioned because i'm like very much aware of of this happening right now so mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah, and on that, you know, like you guys were both saying, you know, with the people kind of claiming religion and it's like, okay, do you have people who are preaching the prosperity gospel, which is the most fucked up thing in the world. You have people like Rick Warren saying, oh, I don't have to pay taxes and I can be rich and have mansions because if I am rich and I have a lot of money, that means God wants me to have this money and I deserve it and I am rich. And that it's so like the more I look into the like the, don't look into the prosperity Bible if you don't want to be fucking depressed. But like all these megachurch people who are just making just using religion like watch the righteous gemstones if you want like a really good look into it. That's a fucking great show mm -hmm. and a really good examination of these like horrible mega churches. And like I know this might piss some people off, but fuck Rick Warren, that guy sucks. Fuck all these like mega pastors who are just like preaching like oh, I deserve to get money and, like, not helping people out and just cloaking that in the veil of religion. And this is really kind of hitting that same thing. Um, yeah. The richest Catholic is always going to be the poorest Catholic. <laughs> that's a, that's I, a guess. Well said. That's, that's, well yeah, said. no, for sure. Is, the richest Catholic is always going to be the poorest person. That's what I'm saying. I mean, because, you know, our faith is based on charity. And I think that's something that that kind of pissed me off at the end of he wasn't a good priest because I mean maybe he regained it at the end but he kind of joined the crowd of the persecution he came very much so like like the ones that you know on Sunday or you know on Tuesday they they laid palms out for for Jesus and then on they they called out for his his you know his crucifixion yeah he was um, more concerned with being like this ideal of a good christian of being a martyr going and getting his mentor back pre preaching the gospel doing all these things this I these ideas than the actual he wanted martyrdom because he oh was he does always... he talks about it he he talks yeah, about like he was i always... want to go through these trials i would you know like and not just him but like everybody like they're like oh we're gonna go to paradise we're gonna be martyrs like everybody in this kind of puts up these ideals and they're more concerned with the ideals than the actual things they should be doing to help each other out but he does in the end give that up and that's why i think it, it is really powerful and why i think faith I, is I so see, personal it needs to be personal i see his choice at the end as being somewhat selfish until he starts to possibly um preach the gospel again um i think that he had always been selfish even though you he could claim that he wasn't and he wanted the martyrdom but every time that he was tried or had people tried he he tried to tell them that you know to re renunciate and for me personally 
I think that that was very much a coward's way to go. I think um, that's selfish because I think he's telling people to do it, which is, I think, the right thing to do, but he's not willing to do it himself. He's telling people, do as I say, not as I do. And I think he, the moment but, when but he stopped being he, selfish he was telling is when he... everybody to renunciate, and they went against him, and they didn't do what he wanted. And so for them, they were, I think for me personally, they were strong in their faith. They believed, at least this is coming from my own mm -hmm. faith thing, is that they believed so much that they knew that that this was going to be like yes, it, they they shown multiple multiple times that it didn't matter. They still they had renunciated, right? But they were still getting killed. The, but it didn't. It only mattered if he did. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree. He's like a he's a coward in that regard. And I think the moment he stops being a coward is when he finally apostatizes. That's when I think he finally puts other people above his own martyrdom and his own ideal of what he thinks he needs to be. Oh, if Catholicism continue, people still continue to practice Catholicism, even though he, he, you know, stopped preaching, which they, they did, but in secret and mm. people killed, died. Is it what, what mattered? What mattered to him? He saved, what, what the, he saved the people. That's what mattered to him. But they, oh, he, so. he saved, he saved the people. He saved the people by showing them to give up their, like, give up. And I don't see that as being something. I see that his, his true, um, he regained back his, his, I re, I think that he regained back, regained it back. Uh, well, I, I think we just have a, like, a different read on, reading on that then. I yeah, that's why that. I think yeah. we're kind of different in, in faith kind of thing, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of the film is mm -hmm. that because the guy, the more you guys say it, it shows how complex of a character he is and also shows how different people would look at him. Cause like when I was watching it, I was kind of more like, I felt like he was a little selfish at first. Like he's just like, nah, man, I'm going to keep going on in this route. I felt like there was a, there was a scene where I, I think he, I think Jesus speaks to him and he's like essentially saying like, it's cool. Like, I know you believe in me, you have faith in me, but, you know, I think he even compares himself to Jesus at one point where he's like, I have to make a sacrifice to, like, save these people. And I think one, of, I think the Inquisitor says, like, you know, thank you for that, because now, you know, your ideals are going to stop. And I don't believe they kept killing people, but they did mention that there was a small island where there was practicing Christians. And essentially he was kind of like a seed like he was too powerful of a person and i think what it was is that he scared the japanese because they're like this guy is unrelenting and like they said that like they're like there's that one island he's like i hope it makes you feel better they're still practicing but he's like but the thing is we cut out the root we cut out the main i don't want to say problem but like that's how they interpreted it and he's like, now they will just go and do their own thing, but it'll die over time. So I think in a weird sense, he kind of did win, but he kind of didn't. And I don't know, it, it's really kind of weird because I felt like the main theme of the story was that he was being silent. And like, isn't it in religion that as long as you believe and you have faith, 
you know, you're you're still practicing in a sense because I feel like it's really hard to just tell yeah. somebody, you know, no, like you're done. You can't do that shit yeah. anymore. You're, you're fucking done. And I thought that was the whole point is that he still had faith in silence. He didn't show it. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. I mean, again, it, yeah. it depends on the yeah, type that's of person what, you want. At well, the end, I, I think at the end he did. But I think, well, I think that it wasn't the... until no, I don't think it wasn't until the the guy that always came up like like I like I said our Peter kind of metaphor. It wasn't until he came back and and he accepted and did his his um confession that he did it because they show it sees he what Liam Neeson was going to let that that Christian artifact go. He knew it. He knew it. But Andrew Garfield noticed it and said, no, this is Christian. And it wasn't until that guy came back and he's like, this, uh, what am I doing? Like, this is my faith that he regained his faith. And I think that that's what it is. And I think I, I like to think that, especially with his wife seemingly practicing and believing in the faith that he kind of like regained it and, and did it secretly. Which is like, yeah, that's what kind of he, he, that's, I, I respect that. And I think that that's very beautiful, but it was. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. think, well, that's the thing is, you know, I think his faith, you know, in the end, as opposed to being like, I need to be a shining example, he, it becomes a lot more personal. And I think that's another thing that I related to deeply is my own faith being very personal and not something that I need to express or impose on anyone and you know i think it's something that like it just came up literally like right now when you were just like oh well you know you kind of like i don't say chastise me but like a little bit you were like well that's why i'm faithful and you're not it's like well you know i oh, my i own... didn't say that i didn't say oh that. no yeah no no, that's no, why no, our no, no, yeah, no yeah. i'm not saying and i'm not Please saying don't. Like, Okay. I'm not saying that. Sorry. I'm just no, saying no, like, no, 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 no. My like, it's my own thing. Is like really, yeah. Like, personal, and I, you know, and I respect that. My faith yeah. alone are, is already personal. My yeah. faith is very different to the, to I, I say that like I, I have, I have my own faith in the Catholic Church. Like that's why I, I practice and and stuff like that. Very, uh, like I'm not part of any big group of of the church mm -hmm. and stuff like that. My faith is very personal. Everybody's faith is personal. I never yeah. really attacked you on that. I never. No, really no, I'm not. Talking, I'm not trying to say you attack. I'm not. I you don't did. Want to, you, no, using I said, the word chastise is very, very. I, I weird. said. I said you didn't chastise me. Is what I said. I, oh, I heard chastise. No, no, no I said no, you didn't. Don't. Didn't chastise me. So oh, okay. I, I, okay. Um. So I was like, I don't want to. Say, what I said was, I don't want to say you're chastising me. I'm saying you're not. You're not. But, um, I anyway, mean, my point is that it's just like you know, for me, I really related to that ending of this was just a kind of per like as opposed to him trying to struggle and trying to figure out how he needed to tell everyone it just became a much more inward thing and that was something the way that that was the film that that was the ending of the film that was a, you do get that kind of protracted ending but it worked because it showed that everyone you I Alan everyone else does deserve to have their kind of own personal internal faith and not have it be what other people are projecting or expecting and i remember you know when i was a young kid i went to a very small church and it was something that it was it, it i liked it a lot and then when i moved when i was about 14 we had you know my family went to a few different churches and we had a lot of trouble kind of like finding one um because i think that one that i went to when i was a kid it was it was very you know just kind of open and 
doing whatever you want. And then we had a lot of trouble replicating that. And I've had, you know, trouble replicating that to this day, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we kind of keep the flame alive in yourself, however you want to, and however you can, I guess. I don't know. I feel you. I, I understand what you guys are both saying. Um, I think that's the beauty about it. I think that's the main beauty of the film because uh, we all kind of have our different interpretation, especially where you guys had a little bit more of a religion and more kind of faith, and you guys kind of went out and, and did it more compared to me, where like fucking by the time I was 12 or 13, my parents were like, you didn't do your confirmation or your confession. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Nothing like I. Well, that's a, uh, their responsibility if they want. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and, and they're always making then, it seem like I was supposed to go out and do it. You know, like while like our our former mm-hmm. host Fred, uh, he was very into. It. He, he he did all that. You know, he, his parents were very like, you need to do this, and he did the school and all that. Again, I, I don't know much about it. I don't want to like get get into what you're supposed to do, but I feel like it's it's a journey and and you know you guys have had your journey and i'm sure the listeners when they see the movie they're gonna have their own journey just like me where like i kind of just didn't know what to do i didn't know what was going on and i kind of was you know even to this day i still kind of just go out and, and just you know whatever happens happens i i hope for the best you know when i walk into a church i'm not like judgy or anything i'm just like hey what's up god you know mm-hmm. sorry i fucked up you know yeah. please you know, don't be mad at me. Don't burn me. You know, or if yeah. I walk into, you know, I went to a Buddhist temple with my girlfriend and, and I won't lie. It's a very powerful feeling going to, to either one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh shit. Like you, you feel judged and you feel like something, you know, you're going to burst into flame because you didn't do that. But at the same time, it's, I, I tell myself, Hey man, like if truly it's supposed to be about like love and respect and unity and peace, I just said plur, uh, for the ravers out there, that's blur. Um, and, and yeah, I, I feel like that's what it is. And everyone's going to have their own interpretation. Everyone's going to have their own journey with it. And the more and more I talk about it, about this film, the more I go, you know what? I like a little bit more and more. I, I, I like that there's different interpretations, especially with, you know, like how Ariel sees in her, in her mindset and just like Derek sees it in his, where again, everyone's practiced it in their own way or like me who didn't really practice it at all just kind of believes someone's there and i believe that someone's looking out for us whoever it is you know yeah that's it yeah i mean that's the the beauty of faith is like it could be ever changing as long as you know as long as you are moved moved by it and and i think very much so like it's it's it should be like make it what you need it to be you know and and um just don't be you know don't don't put down anybody else and how they 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 you know and that's something that i've kind of gotten persecution on just like from people that you know family members and stuff like that of like my certain choices of of how i practice and how i my faith and stuff like that and um and what i believe in and what you know um I like say and interpret as actually being the word and what and because that's what it is it's like very much so like a the that's why with Catholics at least like nowadays like we don't take and like memorize the the Bible it's more so memorizing the 
or, or learning from the word and interpreting it to what we need it in that day because like for us that's what god wants us to feel and know at that day so it's kind of like yeah like see like this movie says like kind of learning from the silence and like learning not being told but but kind of like kind of i guess feeling. the pesh mode uh yeah. enjoy the <laughs> silence yeah yeah kind of like knowing that it's the silence isn't really silence. There's always something there, you know, like you're like it, whether it's God or anybody else, like it, there's always something there and there's always something to learn from it. And just like, kind of like, that's where most of powerful, like moments of faith happen is like when you take a step back and just think, think about it, meditate or prayer or anything like that. Absolutely. I mean, well said. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 probably a good place to leave it, unless you guys had any other last thoughts before we wrap up. Uh, I just wanted to ask, what is your guys's? Uh, you, you don't hear it often, but what are your guys's like go to? I guess religious films. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, you you it moves you, or, or you just like to watch it because for whatever reason, like Derek said, dogma. That's one of my personal favorites as well. But are there other ones that you guys are like, you know, maybe you need to pop it on just to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Prince of Egypt for me, which I did cover on You've Never Seen. <laughs> Go and listen to that. But yeah, don't definitely Prince of, Prince of Egypt is just like a, a it, it's such a beautifully like animated movie first and foremost. But it's also is so deeply moving with the music by Steven Schwartz and all that just amplifies the message of it and um and you know it just definitely kind of like makes me like cry every time like at uh just thinking about it right now at the end um with the final scene and and the song changing to like a little kid um singing in Hebrew just makes me bawl every time so and makes it just makes me feel like you know the love of god is there and and through any trial you know he will always be there for you uh-huh for you, me I'm, yeah it's i mean it's no secret to anybody that listens to this podcast but um a lot of the religious themes that damon lindelof has touched on because i do think he really like for me strikes a chord of that just kind of like being wanted to have faith but like losing it and then trying to regain it and um so prometheus you know was one of the first episodes that we did like i alluded to before i think that the religious themes in that are, are really spot on um throughout lost obviously it's i know it's not it's a tv show not a movie but lost is really incredible with all the religious stuff i think um same with watchmen and uh especially the leftovers you know there is a priest character on the leftovers and i think his journey is so interesting and incredible so if you haven't seen the leftovers like go go watch that like asap so yeah real quick uh i won't say mine just yet but i think all three of us can agree that it's one of the most well fucking done religious shows of all time midnight mass Oh, Fuck definitely. Yes. Fucking bad. oh my god Amazing. my my ted talk on that will be coming out to the uh, patreon <laughs> yeah. uh definitely because i definitely it is a uh, the more and more i think about it the more and more i think it's a masterpiece on what faith is, is and yeah. 
Yeah. And definitely what what faith can cause and, and cause extremes and, and cause, you know, like um misinterpretations and and, and if you're not careful totally. and aware, yeah. um, could cause you to be fooled. So yeah. Yep, and there's also we're also the gateway episode season two, which will be coming up once we hit our Patreon goal. Well, there's it's already recorded the episode, um, with uh, Eddie uh, Thompson. Uh, we're gonna be talking about that. That episode's recorded, editing it now, and then of course also shout out to Ariel and you've never seen recently did an episode on Prince of Egypt. Um, so definitely listen to that as well. I will say. But Alan, what's your pick? Um. Well, uh, to paraphrase Michael Keaton. I've seen it 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. The Exorcist. <laughs> oh, damn. That's so good. Yes, I love The Exorcist. Yeah, The Exorcist oh. is hands down my favorite religious film. Hands down my favorite horror film of all time. Just, it's all top three. One of my favorite films of all time. It's just so powerful. I know, I know I'm joking about it at first, but, like, I've read the book, and the, the book and the movie follow... Are, Pretty much exactly the same. Um, uh, William Friedkin. Friedkin, yeah. Or, Friedkin. or William, we don't. William Peter. No, Friedkin, Bladen. you got it. He directed oh, it or director. wrote it. Friedkin yeah, Friedkin is the director. directed. Uh, mm-hmm. William Peter Blatty. He wrote it. Rest in peace. Um, he wrote both, and just phenomenal job. And what I love about it is that it just balances between both religion and science, and it and it just respects yeah. both of them so fucking well. But I highly recommend anybody. After listening to this, go read the the novel. It's fucking amazing. Uh, I'm you know I have a psych degree, and and it's one I think it should be taught in psychology because it just it really they they go out of their way to prove you know this isn't real and this is just all in her head. But also it also shows how powerful religion can be and how it can affect different cultures and and how different cultures see possession, schizophrenia, whatever. It's Easily one of the best things, one of the best films of all time. But yeah, I have to say uh, The Exorcist. And it's yeah, fucking I, scary. I love that movie. That movie, it's interesting because I recently, I watched it this Halloween for the first time after we did The Exorcist Maze at um at Get Universal. out of town, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's like we were just standing there next to, with the doo-doo-doo, the music playing, like next to the lamp and stuff. And I thought it was going to be, I thought the movie was going to be what the movie, like the last 30 minutes were the whole movie. I did not expect this like slow burn family drama. So I was like, whoa, this is cool. This is interesting. And then it went into The Exorcist that I thought it was going to be at the very end. But it was, you know, not what I was expecting. So I, I did love, love, love The Exorcist too. Yeah, I can do a whole TED talk about The Exorcist <laughs> as well. <laughs> we can maybe do a, a two for episode, uh, Ariel, <laughs> Midnight Mass on The Exorcist. Yeah. But, yeah. And yeah, so our shameless plugs. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> um, oh. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Ariel. Sorry, went into. Uh, no, I was like kind of like, catching up. My mind was catching up. Yeah, um, I like we mentioned. Um, I host a, a podcast called "You've Never Seen Question Mark Exclamation Point," uh, where we discuss film that is part of pop culture cinematic history and either myself or my guests have never seen it and so it's our discussion after their mine or their first time viewing the movie and then we've also like i mentioned we've got gateway episodes um that is my tv podcast uh we're i'm working on season two right now um it's going to be eight episodes released week to week um once we hit our patreon goal of 10 patrons uh 
So, you know, once that, once you do that, you can already listen to the first episode of that if you sign up uh, for our Patreon. Um, it's just a dollar a month. And um, then you get also our all of our exclusive Patreon episodes by, you know, that's the Undercast Film Club is what we call it. Whenever there's a new Marvel thing, we also do a Marvel podcast, uh, my podcast, Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. And then um, real fast, I also just wanted to give a shout out to another podcast that shouted us out recently. Uh, that's With Nothing to Say. That's another film podcast. So thank you guys. Um, just wanted to, you know, pay it back. Uh, so um, I pay it forward. Uh, so yeah yeah thank you so much you guys appreciate it yeah i'll see you guys uh next time thanks for being amazing take it easy y'all